This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, day traders going short, hairdressers to the world of football and garbos on the recycle run. Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to bludge. Footy mad Aussies, pull them up and pack them down for another blast of bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nilsson. Hook another lucky trout, H.G. Oh, yes, uh, TF Much, Submariner First Class, Cedric has been sumped, AO, torching the blindside blue paper once again, and uh, yes, that's the sound, all right. That's the sound of the sumpster camped in the bludging on the blindside soundproof booth here at ABC Grandstand HQ. Australia, welcome to the bludge. H.G. Nelson opening the dig for another set of seven. What a week. What, what a week. What an incredible week. A week when too much sport is barely enough. And this week, as the Bludge family gathered in commemoration and celebration around the slow combustion stove, we salute, wait for it, Sydney Fashion Week. Unbelievable Sydney Fashion Week. Outstanding. Best in the business. No doubt about it. Uh, and we marvelled at our frock-making genius. That's the only way to describe it. I mean, sure, some of them didn't look like frocks, but that doesn't matter. You get the idea. You can see where I'm coming from. Critics agree it's the best fashion display in the world and something for every member of the family. Now, and this week, uh, the nation pauses between semi-nude runway strolls in Fashion Week to acknowledge our 2023 Eurovision tilt. Once again, Aussie rockers Voyager showed the world how it's done. Our blasters in the hullabaloo caper are the best in the business. Those lads from WA, they got the job done. They certainly did. They stepped up. They had a swing and got the job done. But can I point out, once again, we were robbed in a final by Europe that does not understand the quality of our creativity. They've never understood anything south of the equator, that lot. And I've had it up to here with being silent about this. We have to stand up to Eurovision. We have to protest. Give Aussies a fair go. We've never had it on our home soil. We're never likely to get it on our home soil. And we demand an equal footing for this whole thing. You know, get them down here and try and put it on in somewhere like Perth. I mean, they'd powder that lot, say Voyager 1. Well, it'd be in Perth next year if, it was, if, if there was any justice in the competition. There's not. Anyway, the Voyager people were outstanding, no doubt about it. But to the greatest game of all, round 11, so much excitement, so much unbelievable, uh, unprecedented excitement. So many big issues were hit the fan when the TNT blew the door off the dunny. Now, blindsiders, you may recall that this program, and only this program, has called continually for the release of the Gould Report into the St George Dragons module a few years ago. And I've got to take my hat off here to rampaging Roy Slavin. His consistency, his persistence with this unearthing of the Gould Report has been memorable and worth some sort of acknowledgement at the highest levels in Australia. But call me Gagai, but the truth is finally out. The reason the Oracle of Pastor La Vista's handiwork has never seen the light of day is that his 12 steps to success, yes, 12 steps, count them and don't, you know, sure it refers to something else that is 12 steps to success. I acknowledge that. The 12 steps to St. George success, it was never written. The report was scrawled on a piece of crumpled sorbent and flushed after a vigorous ripe. 
Now you wonder why Australian families are losing respect for rugby league. Now, still with the great game, real green shoots are now bursting through at topsoil at Leichhardt Oval and then the uh, West Tigers Centre of Excellence. Sadly, last week the Bunnies turned up with very sharp teeth, the Victor Lawnmower in the boot and 20 litre bucket of Roundup. Uh, it was an old fashioned grass taming party, the Churn Rabbits 20, Tigers nil. Speaking of Tigers, could the Brisbane Tigers be the next team in the NRL competition? I mean, this is an amazing breakthrough. I mean, I've got to be say I was ignorant of the uh, of the success of the Brisbane Tigers and how ready they are to step up into the NRL competition. Magic Round does wonderful things. It put the Brisbane Tigers right in the, the forefront of the shop that is Rugby League in the window there. And I have no idea how it could work. But weirder things have, ha- have happened in the greatest game of all, as in having two teams called Tigers. Brisbane Tigers and Leichhardt Tigers for one of our, you know, Tiger, West Tigers, etc., etc., etc. Meanwhile, the North Sydney Bears, remember them? No one would, but they're there. They're lurking. They're looking for a seat at the table. They've been throwing a lifeline, becoming a feeder club for the Melbourne Storm. No, I've got no idea how this is going to work either. I mean, this is the sort of thing that the free association that the Man of Feathers comes up with every so often, and when he wants to pull the headlines, he trots them out. But that's great news, isn't it? Brisbane Tigers and North Sydney Bears count them in. That's a fact. Now, the coaching hurdy-gurdy was in full revolve revolve this week. The hook finally copped a hook and strolled. The joint venture has too many many options, really, for replacement, especially after, wait for it, the Dragons won last night against the Plucky Fowls. A great, well, that put hope everywhere, didn't it? Uh, This new coach, they've got Carr, uh, couldn't get a start with the Rabbits, but now he's coaching one of the great sides. History, remember 11 on the trot that lot? The uh, Tongan connection, Apisai and Anosi, you know, Craig Young. I mean, that goes back and back and back. We rehearse that every week here. But anyway, it's great. It's just broken through with the name Riles, the first cab on the front of the coaching rank. At the same time, the NRL's Mr. Fuji, Craig Bellamy, has said, count me in one more time. It's an incredible run now, 22 years on the trot. And people now think he might push on till he's 90. I'm not sure how old Mr. Fuji was when he retired from wrestling, but, uh, well, you know, certainly teaching wrestling and the magic dust. People know the stories. I don't have to repeat them here. Anyway, um, I don't know how old he was, but I would think he'd be giving Craig a run for his money. International Rugby League and sadly the French World Cup in 2025 has powdered, but it looks as though a regional and rural Anzac tilt is stepping up. Now, this is great news. It's fallen over in uh, France, but it could find a home for the knockabout series located in great regional rugby league centres like Watsford Oval in Lithgow, Wodonga, Wyong, Warrialda and Wurrawang. And it's got a twang, you know, the big V, etc. the big V, big W, etc. Get the drift. <laughs> I don't have to join the dots, do I? Great league towns. Should uh, ARL swerve around the W concept, can I suggest two other venues? Uh, if you want a one-team town, how about Port Moresby? Papua New Guinea, they love their rugby league. They're mad. It's the only country in the world where rugby league is the national sport. And as a rugby league mad nation, they, you know, they select themselves. But, and this is a real left field concept. How about Vegas? Once Nevada gets a taste of the NRL in round one next year, the double header, they'll be gagging for more. Desperate to get involved in those incredible same-day multi-punting options available on every match, and there's heaps of them, you know, and lots of them are lopsided. You know, pick the scores. I mean, <laughs> name, draw it, write your own ticket. Now, promotion of the greatest game of all was first class this week with a high-quality publicity stink 
in the commentary box between Maddie and Joey. Look, I've got to be honest here. I haven't got a clue what they were talking about, but I loved every every second of it. It was just great. It was just somehow Maddie had said something years ago to Joey and Joey disagreed with it. And now he is asking for Maddie to, you know, take it back. And Maddie wouldn't because he thought it was fact. You know, you know how these stinks go. There's nothing to them, but they're just great fun and great for rugby league. And sadly, though, I think people, as in rugby league people, as in Australian rugby league people, will be expecting something special from the lads when they lock horns this week. They can't be asked. They, they don't have it in them to knock it out week in, week out. These faux arguments, you know, you were right, I was wrong, you know, get stuffed, that sort of stuff anyway. And the news from the Las Vegas Centre of Rugby League Accidents, Caesars Palace, I'm calling it first here. That's where it's going to be located for the doubleheader. Uh, the doubleheader in Alley Giant, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I haven't had anybody correct me on the pronunciation, but it, I may be wrong, completely wrong. Alley Giant Stadium is all the talk now, this doubleheader. Blindsiders can book their airfares and their Celine Dion and Andre Rear tickets with total confidence. Uh, we're just not sure about the date. Uh, but there are so many questions, uh, at least we have uh, the rest of the season. That's the rest of the rugby league season to find answers. Now, A-League. And last night it was the Isuzu Ute A-League Finals uh, between Sydney FC and Melbourne City. Wow, what an event this was. The VAR got involved early and it was all downhill from there for the Sydney FC. Blown off the park. Four blot. Four don't argue. Four nada by Melbourne City. Oh, it was a very disappointing night for football in Sydney. Now... But in the FAW Cup at Wembley, Matilda Kerr scored the winner for Chelsea in front of, wait for it, 77,000 people. The tune when uh, they were tipped out and sent home, 1-0. The losers were Manchester United. AFL and last week, round 19, was an umpire respect round. The round was uh, lost in the ruck, but it was great to see so many Australian football-loving families get dressed up and come along as umpires. I, I, I think it was the best turnout ever for Australian people to dress up in a competition for umpires. The umpire lookalike competition was great. Some said it was the best ever. And when one of the four central umpires sat down for a quarter, which is part of the tradition of these days, and let the youngsters have a blow, honestly, you could not tell the difference. You could not tell the difference when an under eight was out there compared with a, you know, a person who'd been umpiring their 300th match. You could not. That's the quality we've got in reserve waiting to step up. There was a very unsavoury incident, I must say, in the Giants v Pies match on the boundary in front of the kids and made me fear that the game was once again targeting sickos and pervs as it expands into the Apple Isle. More on that in a moment because this one, you know, you don't go to work, expect somebody to pull off your clothes, but that's what happened. And I, I, I mean, I come here every week and I'm not expecting somebody to roar in here and somehow dack me and say, bend over, buddy. I mean, it just doesn't happen. Sure, some people do take off their clothes. I don't resolve from the fact that some people do take off their clothes for a living. But that's a completely separate issue. They're consenting adults. I go along, I come along to talk on the radio or I go along to play football. I'm not expecting somehow to end up half nude, chasing my underpants around the paddock. I don't. I just don't. <laughs> As you'll see, this was a very sobering moment. Speaking of AI and the toxic salmons, the development of Princess Mary Park has split the island, this is the Apple Island, in two. Protests have been staged, politicians have changed sides and, well, protests have marched, signs have been paraded, slogans shouted. I mean, the murderer has to put his foot down and just simply declare no stadium, no team and see where we get to from there. I don't like it when Eddie Maguire, Eddie Maguire is yelling at everyone, which is obviously great to look at and stupid, 
But the Australian football public love being told what to think by Eddie. Look at his record. He's got nothing done. He's never achieved anything. I mean, it's just madness, just shouting at people willy-nilly. Now, to get the blindside barge away from the wharf for another week, it's time to ask the man who is the voice of hope to step up for a spray. This week, the voice who incorporates, wait for it, the ethical obligation, is fully focused on the cost of living crisis that is robbing Australian families of fun and football. And there is no suggestion that the punning dollar is softening from this bloke. The best, speaking of uh, value though, the best buy for blueberries, $6 for 125 gram punnet. But elsewhere, they're up to wait for it. Are you sitting down? $10. $10 or more a punnet. And your jumbo berry, forget it. You have to be a CEO or a CFO to get a punnet. Now, the Voice of Hope belongs to the activated one rampaging Roy Slavin. Roy, happy rugby league. Can we get the uh, bludging bunny in motion once again by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week? Fully sick. Simon Oop. Yes, thank you very, very much, uh, H.G. Nelson. And happy rugby league, H.G., to you and your family, of course. Thanks, Roy. And happy rugby league to all, uh, well, decent, hardworking, generally speaking, cheerful Aussies. Cheerful, I like that word. Hmm. Who don't take, don't take things too far. Look, don't get me wrong, these sorts of Aussies, they love what I'd call chayacking around, harmless hijinks, um, horseplay, skylarking, mm-hmm. gee-ups. They do, they do. They love that sort of stuff. But I tell you what, they know when it's funny and, more importantly, they know when it's not. <laughs> They're the sorts of Aussies I'm talking about. They're good people, Roy. Yeah, they are. Solid of the earth. Harmless hijinks. Harmless hijinks. Nothing wrong with it, horsing around. Uh, now, I agree with you, H.G. Sam Kerr, I mean, God You're almighty, brilliant. the World Cup could make her Australia's most marketable star, mm. is what I'm predicting. Um, and what a champion, what a champion she is. And I noticed that uh, Prince William bowed to her at Wembley oh, I Stadium. That. Yes. I missed that. He bowed to her. No surprises there. No, no surprises at all. But he knows And I quality. thought, what a feather in the cap for Prince William. You know, I haven't thought much about the bloke at all, to be yeah. frank. Well, honestly, I don't. I can go for days without even bloody thinking about him. I don't, I, honestly, that is true. That's a fact. That's a fact. Never mind how much publicity they no, get. No, I know. Don't, I know. Don't There's been a lot with, with the crowning of King Charles and all of that. I mean, he was there. He was there. He looked good. Um, but I hadn't thought of him until the FA... Yeah. No, the there he was at Wembley and presenting and, and to Sam Kerr, and he bowed to her. I, know. I thought full marks. And for those who know their curb, it wasn't a shit bow either. No, it was a genuine bow. Genuine. Uh, now, Jason Day wins back where it all began. That's the Byron Nelson classic. <laughs> the um, romance of the Byron yeah, Nelson. I know. The I allure. Know. It was a wonderful win. Wonderful. God, he played well. Unfortunately, he didn't take that uh, form uh, into the uh, USPGA Championship, uh, where I think he's really crashed, unfortunately, as have quite a few of the Aussies. Um, so, uh, anyway, we, we wish him all the best and congratulate him on that uh, little spark of hope that uh, we associate with Jason Day from time to time. Uh, now, we may well have seen the last of uh, Rafa Nadal this yeah, year. We might sad, have made yeah. this prediction a couple of weeks ago as well, and it's been confirmed. He uh, had a very sober press conference recently, which I happened to watch or live stream, and he did indicate that uh, next year would be his last year, 
but I suspect that last year was his last year. <laughs> Sadly. And uh, what a great champion he's been. I mean, you can talk about your great champions, but uh, he's certainly been one of those. Well, how would you rate him, Roy? Would you have him up there with, say, Matt Verlander? Yes. Oh, Matt Verlander, yes, I mm-hmm. would. Edberg? Uh, uh, Stefan Edberg, yes, <clears throat> I would. I'd have him up there with Stefan Edberg. Uh, I'd have him up there with uh, Roy Emerson. Right, wow, that is a, high praise. That's a very big call, <clears throat> very big call. Uh, now, Nick Kyrgios, speaking of tennis... Um, and champs. Yeah, suffers a lacerated foot in what appears to be a bizarre sort of home invasion. Uh, it appears that his car was stolen, his mother was uh, was threatened with a, someone wielding a, a blade, etc., etc. Shocking story. Um, Nick understandably got involved and uh, lacerated his foot. Uh, in the chase. In the chase, uh, without knowing it at the time. And it, it's cost him, perhaps it's cost him an appearance in Wimbledon this year. And this so, is in Canberra, this yeah, home invasion. that's right. That's right. Yep, yep, yep. Unbelievable. Uh, now, the new Minns government has certainly hit the ground running, uh, putting in, uh, I think, about $6 million for the UFC to come to Sydney for the next three years. Uh, this is very good news for US free... Uh, uh, Do we know UFC what we're getting freaks. yet? Yes, it's a caged, caged bout. Oh, no, I understand that. How yeah. many once a I, week? I don't know how many. I haven't Would seen any of the details. Would schools be able to get involved? I, I'm sure schools could. Uh, I don't know if the UFC has approached schools yet. I don't know if it's uh, part of their sports afternoons, do a little bit of UFC. It, it may well be. I don't know. Uh, certainly with your private schools, they would have the facilities, I dare say. They would have the uh, appro- appropriate cages for the kids. And will there be a UFC centre of excellence? And, I hope so. You know, so. people will be able to send their kids I along to so. afternoon of training? I hope so, <clears throat> yes, yes. Because uh, I, I think uh, Aussies, generally speaking, have been doing rather well in the UFC. I think Volkanovski, I think, I is think the so. name. I think that's right. And I think he's coming back specifically to uh, fight in Sydney, no matter when this event is going to be held. Right, isn't that great? It is great news to see uh, the state the state government actually getting behind sport. Can I ask, did anybody else bid for it? No. Uh, now, uh, Hungarian qualifier Fabian Marisan takes out Spanish tennis Wunderkind and world number one Carlos Alcaraz in the Italian Open. Now, how did he do this, this kiddie? He used the drop shot repeatedly. Now, this program warned of what was going to happen to world tennis. We did. I think uh, this program stated, quote, everyone will start doing it now that Alcaraz is doing it, and guess what? Everyone is doing it. This is an existential crisis for the game. I don't know what they're going to do about it. I can offer no solutions at this stage, except it must be weeded out ASAP. Uh, Now, England uh, quick, uh, Joffre Archer, is ruled out of the ashes... Uh, due to uh, an elbow in- uh, I- injury. Uh, we wish him all the best, but it's a great relief, I think, to Stephen Smith, uh, who I think uh, Joffre Archer was considering his bunny at yes, one stage. Yes, that's right. Um, so this uh, is a shot in the arm for the uh, Australian tilt uh, for the Ashes. Um, now, staying with cricket, the women's cricket team are to play a one-day match uh, on the day of the NRL grand final. I don't like this at all. In Sydney? I don't know where it's going to be played, actually. I hope not. I hope not. Mm. I, I think, uh, you know, the, the focus of Australia definitely is on rugby league. That's rugby league's moment in the sun. It is. 
And uh, to have it sullied in this way, I think, is a, a real blow, uh, not so much to the rugby league, but for cricket. I, I just don't think it's a good a good look for cricket to be doing this. Uh, there's also a suggestion that there'll be a one-day game played on Australia Day, a women's uh, one-day fixture. I don't mind that so much, but I think uh, the NRL Grand Final Day should be considered what I would call sacrosanct. Yes. Look, can I just say cricket's getting bolshy about all these Far matches. too bolshy. Yeah. Far too bolshy. It wants to sell off everything. It does. It does. Oh. Oh, what's going on there? Uh, a few tips coming in. Yeah, good. Uh, now, uh, Tim Zhu uh, has to get over now. It's what I've described as a self-inflicted hurdle. Uh, he's going to be fighting Mexico's uh, Carlos Ocampo uh, before he can unite the belts when he takes on Charlo. And I think he's taking on Charlo now in August. And he's got this fight with uh, Ocampo in, I think, June or July. Mm. So he's not going to have much turnaround time, as we call it in the game, uh, to prepare himself for the unification belt. Uh, which everyone is looking forward to. On the other hand, it might just uh, sharpen him up. And I think that's the zoo position, that uh, more fights, better. <laughs> more fights, better. And it's an attitude I like. Yes, yes. It's a Would you recommend attitude. that to UFC participants? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. I, I think that was uh, Conor McGregor's problem, <laughs> that he not stopped. Enough. Not enough fights. Yeah, not enough fights. Uh, now... Uh, should just briefly mention the Maloney twins, HC. They appear to have the world bantamweight uh, division sewn up, don't they? These two wunderkins. Is that uh, what you're calling them? I'm calling them boxing wunderkins, yeah. It's incredible. Uh, it is incredible, yes. One has, has just won the WBA or WBO uh, bantamweight championship, and I think the other is going for the WA, WBO junior bantamweight championship. Uh, today. Uh, today. And wouldn't it be wonderful to see those two in the ring together, unifying those belts, so we could have a WBA, WBO light. BHP. BHP. IBM. Got you got it. All those belts. Yep, you got it. Wonderful week, as you mentioned, she for the uh, greatest game of all, of course. Um, Jerome Luai fined $1,800 for pushing a touchy. Look, I saw it. I saw the incident. Nothing in it. I think he confused the touchy. It was just a, it was a celebrating a try, and I think he thought the touchy uh, was a, a panther part of the Panther teammates, and uh, you know how you react when you score a try. You lash out, you hit, you cuddle, you fondle, you do all that sort of Grope. stuff. Grope. And uh, he did this to a touchy before realising it was a touchy. And let him go. The touchy took umbrage. Uh, Luai let him go, <clears throat> understandably, because he, then he realised it was touchy and shouldn't have done that. Apologised immediately and yeah. said, I, I thought you were one of us, but you're not. Worse to that effect. And uh, he's been fined eighteen hundred dollars. You know, this proves the what would I say the <clears throat> validity of our call for seeing eye dog touchies. Yes, because they're harder to distinguish. Much you know, harder. I to, mean, you, you wouldn't mistake a dog for a for a panther, is what you're saying, and I agree with you. Uh, as you mentioned, St George and Anthony Griffin uh, part company, and uh, the rewards are showing already. Incredible, as you said, incredible, incredible, isn't it? Incredible. Incredible how often this happens. They change the coach and they have a yes. new lease of life. Yes. Freedom. That's right. We don't have to they put up with They can be themselves. Be themselves. Be that's themselves. Right. Now, and pray <clears throat> the rugby league, they want to play. Yes, that's right. Now, I think I'm correct in saying the Sydney Swans mm. are playing North Melbourne today and North have just changed their coach due to weird well, circumstances. Well, I'd, I'd be putting money on North. Mm. Definitely. Uh, now, the French government, as you uh, alluded to, HG, have put too many impediments 
on the French Rugby League, who therefore have pulled out of hosting the World Cup. I think the uh, impediments were to do with uh, public safety. Having so many rugby league players in the City of Light for so long was... Uh, <laughs> Well, you, temptation. You, you can see, I exactly, say that more. Exactly. You could see what was going to happen. Mm. And quite rightly, um, I think uh, Paris, you know, there's been lots of strikes lately. People aren't picking up rubbish, all of that sort of stuff. There are tensions, you know, with the uh, retirement age being lifted and that sort of thing. Uh, so the last thing they need is rugby, rugby league, league players hanging around. Looking for peace to having, disturb. Having a few and yeah. uh, trying to, you know, promote the code in the way they think is uh, appropriate, which often it isn't. Let's not forget how Matthew Lodge went in New York exactly. all those years exactly. ago. Exactly, exactly. Mm. you got people talking rugby league, but not in a way that was uh, useful. essentially useful or positive, exactly. Uh, now, uh, Abdo has returned from Vegas, very excited, saying at the airport that, in his opinion, the USA, that is the United States of America, and in particular Las Vegas, was falling under the dizzying spell of rugby league. <laughs> now, and what was his evidence? Oh, just a feeling, gut feeling. You know, you, when you walk into a town, yeah, you, you get a quick gut feeling for whether there's rugby league in the air or not. And uh, in Las Vegas, he got the he feeling got the rugby league was in the air, and that's a great feeling when you sense it. Uh, often, you walk into a town. Where there's no rugby league, you you sense a feel a sense of Absence. emptiness, a, yes, a no, void. Right. Yes, there's there's yes, a void, yes. and you know there's All a void week. in the town, a cultural void yeah, that yeah. Uh, you know rugby league only rugby league can fill. And mercifully, it would seem that this void that has been Las Vegas has now been filled. Make of that what you will. The Rugby League Party is the only party offering practical Rugby League solutions. Only Rugby League can deliver zero emissions by 2025. A balanced budget, a registered nurse in all aged care facilities 24 hours a day, Rugby League compliant submarines and a cast iron guarantee that on every hour of the day, a game of Rugby League will be played somewhere on earth. Next time you vote, vote one. Rugby League. Roy, let's come to the uh, story that you especially have um, been concerned by for some years now, mm-hmm. and that's the Gould Report. Yes. And were you shocked this week mm-hmm. when finally Phil, yes. the oracle of Pastor La Vista, fessed mm-hmm. up and said, I never wrote it? Mm-hmm. And before you answer, just I'll give you a few ideas here. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, Phil Good reveals why he rejected the Dragons' review before the Paul McGregor sacking. He said, uh, explained why he turned down the chance to perform a review into the uh, into the uh, Dragons, claiming he predicted the sacking of former head coach Paul McGregor. Now, you've got to remember that the Dragons didn't have a great year that year. No, no. They had Paul McGregor at the helm, whether he was uh, given a fair go or not in terms of uh, people's staff. Let's face it, it's uh, all about cattle coaching, really. Cattle you've got very difficult to do if you haven't got any good cattle. McGregor was sacked in August 2020 and was eventually replaced by Anthony Griffin, who has obviously shown the door this week. Following Griffin's, Griffin's ousting, McGregor opened up on the circumstances which led to his own exit from the club and said Gould was no stranger to his various problems that he had in the St George clubhouse. He said, um, you know, the... Um, 
the, the Oracle said, I spent a couple of days. They wanted me to do a review a few years ago. And in the end, I didn't do a review. I ended up refusing to do it, putting my name to it for various reasons, but I did speak at length with Ben Harron, Paul McGregor and CEO Brian Johnson about what challenges were and what the challenges were and why I wasn't going to put my name to the review because I didn't think they'd make the changes that I'd recommend. Mm. Now, that seems to be the hub of it, that he could see the view ahead, a coaching Mm. merry-go-round where people come in, sign for big bucks, do very little, and then they leave. That's Next right. person comes, climbs aboard, yeah. goes around for a couple of seasons, and then leaves. Yes. Is that yes. your understanding? I mean, you're very close to the Gould perspective on these sure, things. Sure, sure. Look, uh, I don't want to speak for Phil Gould because, uh, well, I don't. I no, don't. no, I understand that. But I know You're he, not Phil Gould. No, I'm not. But I know he did do a report. Mm-hmm. Now, why he's denying it now, uh, at this point, point in history, uh, you've got to join some dots, I suppose, HG. Is there any relationship between the suppression of the Gould Report and the uh, leaving of the current coach just this week? Um, I'm suggesting there probably is some sort of connection there, that this report was going to be suppressed while ever Anthony Griffin was there. Because Gould didn't want Anthony Griffin there? That's right. He He thought he was a joke. He did. He did. He did, um, because I think he sided with uh, new uh, Bulldog coach Seraldo when Seraldo was uh, uh, 2IC to Griffin in days gone by and they had a falling out and didn't see eye to eye and I think Seraldo confided in, uh, in Gould and Gould gave him some advice. At the same time, he was doing his review into St George. Now, he may not have signed off on it, but he certainly did the review, and that review, or the uh, the the uh, impressions, his uh, conclusions, were certainly delivered to the board of the St George Leagues Club. Now, whether they decided to ignore, act upon it, or deny it, I have no idea. Mm. But, but I think, but I think, I... I think, in the public interest, whatever was presented to that board should be revealed to the public. Now, are you suggesting there's a linkage between Seraldo coaching the Bulldogs yes. and the Gould Report? Of course. Of course. Is rugby league an art? Yes. Is rugby league a craft? Yes. Is rugby league a trade? Yes. Is rugby league the only code that ticks all the boxes? Yes. Yes. Now, Phil thought he didn't think the review was going to be extensive enough, mm-hmm. I, i.e. they wouldn't appoint Seraldo. Yeah. That's what we call extensive. Sure. Now, I felt that they were asking me to – what they were asking me to do was write a report to get past whatever they had to report to the board the following year. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's easy to understand. Mm-hmm. The football department and the and the club – often appear to be at loggerheads, don't they, in these yes. things? And whenever, I, whenever they are at loggerheads, you don't get the results on the paddock. No, correct, correct. I mean, everyone's got – it's all shoulders to the wheel. It's got to be. It's got to be. That's right. Everybody has to go in the same yeah. direction. Yeah, Now, um, I mean, I, look at the Dolphins, all shoulders to the wheel. Uh, yeah. Look at the Storm, all shoulders to the wheel. Now, I said unless the review is going to go into this, go into this extent, unless you really want – to do what needs to be done, I actually preempted what would happen the following year. I sat down and said, after ten rounds next year, it's this is what it's going to look like mm. unless you make these changes. Yes. And sure enough, it did. It, it did, and they way. didn't make the changes. They didn't. 
Gould also questioned why the players have been forced to speak to the management on this past Tuesday yeah. before the club's higher-ups saying it was a sign of poor management. In other words, they shoved the uh, mm-hmm. players out of the clubhouse, the Taj Mahal, and That's right. had to talk to the... Uh, and suddenly ben, Hult, ben Hunt's got to explain why they're not doing very well. Yeah. Well, you can't put that on your on, on your captain. Exactly. You don't want to comment on the way the clubs handle no. their situation. But if you're going to make significant change like that, you've got to be up front and face the media yourself. You've got to say, okay, I'm yeah. the president of St George. That's we right. Think well, we've got problems. A, yeah, we think Griffin's a joke. Yes. We made a mistake not appointing We Sorrell should on. never have appointed him. <laughs> and we've got the wrong cattle. And we've got to make some changes. That's right. I mean, if they were honest, That's then right. the public would respect that. They think, oh, well, all right. We know why St George isn't doing so. We'll still support them. We'll still go along. We'll still applaud every now and again. But we know what's going wrong. Wrong players, wrong coach, playing with the wrong club. Yeah, wrong results. Wrong results. Now, can I point out to you that people think there's no politics in sport? Yeah. Do they? (laughs) These hidden Sanders. These hidden Sanders. Mm. You only have to look at every club. I mean, I think Carlton's got a few problems in this area themselves. Right. As I just picked that as a cross-code reference. Is that some power brokers associated with the club are making it hard for the people who are in the club to, yes. you know, obviously do their job and who knows where this is going to end. Are you calling Carlton the St George of the AFL? I am. It's a bad call. It is a bad but call. very close to the St it's George sobering of the AFL. Carlton sobering for Carlton fans. Yes. So very sobering for Carlton fans who had high hopes. Mm. That with their certainly this year, yeah, this common medalists, you know, yeah. Brownlow people, of, That's right. you know, in the team that they mm. should go all the way. Now, just let's take a short break and come back with this other story concerning taking your clothes off at work. Oh, yeah. Are you having trouble telling a Rosella parrot from a drone? <coughs> a seven forty seven from a falcon? A punch in the head from a love tap? <laughs> You need the latest in visual recognition technology from the profs at Slaven Labs. As Tavita Pengai Jr. said last week on A Current Affair, yeah, no alley, Roy's VRT is great. I see them coming and going now and tell a vacant toilet cubicle from a love shack. Get your VRT headwear hardware from bludging on the blind side. And, Roy, the, uh, this issue concerning the uh, Giants and Pies match from last weekend, mm. I mean, this is, a, this is a sobering lesson for all codes. Yes. So what happens is uh, the number five, the plucky number five for the Giants, mm-hmm. and Nathan Murphy, the uh, solid uh, back for, um, you know, the Collingwood Football Club. And I don't want to name the Giant because, let's face it, it's embarrassing having your trousers taken off in any circumstances when you don't want it. It is. And he's copped, obviously, a lot of flack on social media about being bumless, pantsless, all that sort of stuff. But he has. Mm. So what happens is there's this grey zone now, which the AFL's trying to tidy up, of incidents happening over the boundary line between the boundary line and the, and the fence, fence. Mm. which is now a contested area, contested space. Mm. So Nathan Murphy finds himself on his back mm. with the plucky number five standing over him mm. quite by accident. That's the way the, the, the contest ended moved. up. Good on you. Yes. Ended up. Mm. So Nathan Murphy sees an opportunity here. He reaches up mm. and begins grabbing and reefing and tugging at the five, number five shorts, yes. eventually under the pressure of this assault, mm. the short gives way, yeah. but that doesn't stop Nathan. No, he goes after the underpant as well. Yeah. So all of a sudden he's pulling on the underpant and down it comes yeah. and funny, I mean, people in the area that I was in burst into laughter as you'd expect them to do. Mm. People obviously are texting and, you know, yeah. highlighting it on social media. Yeah. What a great jape. Mm. And yet 
When the wash-up came, Mm -hmm. Nathan gets to his feet. The plucky number five thinks, Nathan, that's going a bit too far and pushes Mm -hmm. Nathan back down to the ground. Mm -hmm. The umpire immediately steps in and penalises the retaliator instead of the person who caused the incident in the first place. So a free kick to Nathan. Now, this was just too much. Too much. I mean, it's all very well to, you know, go out there and think, well, you know, here we are, we're playing a game of football. But to have people thinking, if I get a chance, I've got to pull your pants down and then pull your underpants off, then I just don't, I just don't think that's the right mentality we should be taking, especially to the Apple Isle. Now, I wanted to think and suggest that the plucky number five obviously knows about John Hopawadi. And I believe one of the things that outraged him was he thought he was under what I've described in other social comments as a Hopawati attack. Mm. He didn't want that to happen to him. Mm -hmm. And he had no idea that it was not going to happen to him, Mm. except everything pointed in that direction. So in the wash-up, I think Nathan was fined $1,000 for bringing the game, or I don't know why he's fined $1,000 for creating laughter. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I think that we have to... Well, mm. Well, can I just say, HG, that uh, it's a wonder this sort of thing doesn't happen a lot more often, and we can be thankful for that, for the general common sense that I agree that goes through the the football community of all codes. Um, when at the Shamrocks, Grassy would always say to us as a final thing uh, to uh, always be prepared to be pantsed, and. What he meant by that was to make sure you've got some swimming costumes underneath that are very tightly tied up Mm -hmm. and difficult to remove. Remove, Yes, yes. And generally speaking, we would do that because there was a a, a time there where it was fair go that that people could... Well, players realised that if you took a bloke's shorts, pull his shorts down... Couldn't run. ...held him up for a few minutes and the crowd loved it. You know... You talk about, you know, gales of laughter. That, that was the case. Uh, the, the grandstand would just go bananas, yeah. berserker, whenever someone was pants. But times have changed. I know times have changed. I mean, I'm not saying yeah. they're for the better. No. I'm just observing that times have changed. Yes, yes. Now, you know they this have week... changed. But, but I think, you know, it's up to the AFL and the Rugby League to really, you know, clamp down on it in a serious way. And, and and to make coaches mindful of reminding players that they're there not to create public disturbance, they're there to entertain and amuse. And that does not include removing a player, an opponent's shorts. Look, There's no need for that. There's no need. Mm. Sure, it is funny. Of course it's funny. Mm. But there are... There are Venues where you can get that sort of entertainment. You don't want that sort of entertainment. It's not what I'd call family entertainment. No, can I... and, and sport, generally speaking, is family entertainment. Yeah. Can I point out we have theatrical spaces we do. where you could put on an afternoon of pulling your pants down yes. and probably draw a big crowd. You sure, person, sickos, I get that. Yes. But there's got to be a space for them as well. Well, of course. And dragging them all into a football match is not what is considered. Well, that's and what's going to happen. I You're know... going to have sick people... Pervs and sickos, as you say, HG, turning up to football on the off chance that someone's going to be pantsed. Now, I don't want to see that. You don't want to see that. I don't. And families don't want to see that. Families want to know that they're sitting with people who are, generally speaking, like-minded. Now, can I point out that this whole stink about the Apple Isle is to divert the public's attention 
from the obvious that happened last weekend in mm. Collingwood v GWS. Mm -hmm. They're thrilled to bitch the AFL to have this stink down in Hobart about people leaving the politics because they don't want the stadium built and etc. Sure. swapping sides in politics because they don't want the stadium built or marching yes. in the street or so on because it's dragging the attention away from the bleeding obvious of, you know, things right under their noses at the MCG of all places. Is now, she, are you suggesting that uh, the authorities, the Murder and Co., gave instructions to players to do something, to pull the head, to get the focus away from the debacle that is the Tasmanian Stadium? Well... I think you're absolutely right there. Mm. And, uh, you know, when you get uh, people like Eddie Maguire, you know, who's normally a very mild-mannered person... Yes. ...screaming at people about it, mm. you get the idea this is foe, yes. that he's been told to do this. Go out there and stir him up, Ed, and they get sure. their minds off this. Sure. Now, can I point out that... I mean, I didn't get around to all football matches, junior football matches in a weekend, but mm. I would have seen this incident replicated already yes. about 15 times. Well, and I'm not seeking right. it out. I'm no. not... No. Pants are off here today. No. You know, I don't see the advertising like that. Just going along to watch juniors, trying to spot talent, trying to assess my draft implications and stuff like that. Yeah. The only upside I would say was that for some reason I ticked the how many bums today will you see sure. option on me multi. Yes. And I put down one. One. And I was lucky enough to... I don't think anybody else in Australia put down one. Yeah. They, obviously people put down more than one, but I was lucky sure. enough to put down one and I got a hell of a collect. I tell you who's lost his shorts quite a few times, disproportionately so, and that's James Tedesco. <laughs> Blindsiders, looking for something special in dining this season? Make a beeline for first-grade cuisine dished up with front-row banter and abuse at Fafita's. The only night spot where a load goes in and out with a spray from a Dally M Premiership star. Just before we come to the talkback result of the week, Roy, I just wanted to ask, do you think we should offer to put up a couple of footballers mm. and as a form of entertainment and see who can get their pants off first or something like sure. that? Sure. You know, I mean, I'm not sure what the rules of the club would be. Sure. But this would be a sort of R-rated show in one of the clubs that you get. In yes, I think so. You know, yes. I mean... I, I, Fortitude Valley sort yeah, of... Thing. The sort of thing that John Ibram had run in the oh, class in the old King's days. King's Cross in the yeah. old days. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, it's, uh, footballers' pants night. Sure. Mm. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> nothing wrong... What... <sighs> Sadly, I thought where you were going with this, HG, was that you were going to suggest that there might be uh, players in all codes uh, who want their pants removed. Well, I hope that's not where you're going. I didn't I think that, that, no, because I think I it's don't a HR issue. I don't want to see players removing their own shorts just as a means the of amusing G up people. people. Yes. But you see, it's a HR issue. I suppose it is. Footballers don't go out there. They what, What's the HR doing here? Yeah. I and mean, they should step in. Anyway, the talkback results. Ah, yes. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, HG, because we weren't here last week, we uh, uh, we asked, should rugby league swear allegiance to King Charles III? 80% uh, of people said no. <laughs> Were you surprised by that yes, result? Yes, very. And, and where do you think that says, what do you think that says about the Republican movement? Do you think there's... A yeah. chance that they could tip that into Well, I, I suppose so. I, suppose, I mean, we could ask down the track, uh, should rugby league people support a republic, I suppose, and that would give us a clearer a idea, clearer idea yeah. yes, that uh, this week's talkback topic, HG, is um, is the chip and chase the prettiest thing in rugby league? <laughs> um, so I'll just leave that there. Mm. Oh, just on the text here, HG, interestingly... 
this has come from Mark in Warhope. He's saying the Ice Bucket Challenge world record has been broken with the Warhope Rugby League Football Club fundraiser for motor neurone disease. That's very good news. I don't know what the... Uh, What's the new record? Well, I have no idea. I don't know what the Ice Bucket Challenge is. Oh, have you got to sit in an ice bucket or something, see how long you can stay there? Is that yeah, it? this is... Uh, <clears throat> or do you get an ice bucket poured out of your head? This is something the uh, AFL's big on. Is it? Uh, yes, people taking the ice bath, yes. uh, usually celebrities, as a way of drawing attention to the fact they're raising money for motor neurone disease. Oh, okay. Oh, yep. well, good. Well, that's great news, and congratulations to, uh, War, Hope. to War Hope. Common question. Is it true that sickos are attracted to rugby league? No. According to the Australian Council of Psychologists, there are 18% fewer sickos playing rugby league than the national average. This is bludging on the blind side. Gee, they're sobering numbers, aren't they, when you see them baldly put out like that. Now, if you want to get involved with the show, that's bludging on the blind side, 0467 920 or the old-style way, royandhg at abc.net.au. And the following people have, Roy. Yes, just on the text, HG, Dave is wondering Hi, uh, which suburb has the highest number of private tennis courts. Would it be Turak or Double Bay? Good question. That's an excellent question. It is, and I don't know. And there was nothing in the budget for tennis, was there? Not that I saw, no. 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 And, you know, I think... I don't know if you can apply for individual grants for your backyard tennis courts anymore. I just don't think you can. No. Or is the website up where you can go and... um, Oh, I haven't seen that. No, I'm I'm pretty sure that's close to being launched, if that's the right word. Sure, sure. Uh, Ian on the text, HG, is reminding us or pointing out that the zigzag railway in Lithgow uh, has been uh, reopened. Yes, I think we broke that story a couple of weeks ago. We might have done, yes. Uh, It's it's very exciting news. I think at the time you said there were two great things for Lithgow. There was Mm. the glowworm cage. That's right. A cave. Caves, yes. Or a cage, if you like. And then the the, (laughs) the the zigzag zigzag railway. railway. Yes. But uh, to be able to sit on the zigzag and, and take it, uh, uh, you are transported back to about 1860, HG. That, wow. That, 1860, that was your means of getting, from, getting from over the mountains to the city. Extraordinary. It took yeah. a hell of a long time. You've got, you've got tunnels, you've got uh, viaducts. Uh, it's, it's extraordinary, really. Would and, you recommend that to overseas visitors? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Well, once you arrive, say, in Sydney, if you're arriving in Sydney, you get a, uh, a train straight to Lithgow, straight to the Glowworm Tunnels, and then on to the Zigzag Railway uh, before uh, checking into your local motel. That would be my recommendation. Uh, now. Yep. Uh, now, this has come from uh, Nathan. He says, I know it's been some weeks since the mooted $2 million upgrade of the Lithgow Greyhound track was discussed by yourselves. Yes. And I alarmed, uh, I'm alarmed to, uh, that it seems to have dropped off the radar of all media outlets and I'd like to see it elevated to the cause celebre it deserves. Mm-hmm. He has very fond memories, HG, of uh, attending the Lithgow Greyhound racetrack when he was a child. He said the Lithgow bookies had no issue taking a bet from an unaccompanied 10-year-old kid which highlights a terribly backward step in modern-day on-course wagering practice where I doubt this would occur. Could I suggest, uh, Nathan, that you probably, as a 10-year-old, get a book, get, get a bet on at the Lithgow Dogs? I'm pretty sure you could. 
They tend to turn. They're, they're, they're pretty open-minded. There, yes, I think. they're modern, progressive, and they see young kids and they want to encourage, you know, you participation not, in the dog industry. Now, you may not know this, but is the track uh, up and running? At I the don't moment? know. Yet. No, no, I, I've I'll heard nothing. I, yeah, because I, the upgrade would have taken I'm with some Nathan time. Here, well, well, you'd imagine <laughs> two million not two million dollar upgrade would take a couple of weeks. Yes, exactly. At that's, least. Yes, that's exactly right. Yes. And they might have a big event. I know Easter yeah. time is uh, traditionally a very big time for the greyhound industry I in terms of prize is. money and so on. I suppose it is. <clears throat> uh, now, uh, this has come from John. Uh, he says, uh, happy rugby league. I've been keeping a close ear to the ground and following your substantial updates on the progress of the upcoming Greyhound Centre of Excellence. Uh, as noted in today's edition of the Central Coast Daily, uh, it's confirmed that the field has been narrowed down between the rival cities of Bathurst and Orange. You know, I thought a decision had been made and so I thought it was I. going to be Bathurst. So but, had I. But now the, uh, the, uh, the jury's this out. particular newspaper is suggesting that Orange is going to be uh, flagged as the favourite. Is there any date on the article? Uh, May not be. No, it's this week. Oh, okay. This week. Okay, it's gone... Back to the committee. To so it's gone back look. to the committee to decide whether it's going to be uh, orange and bath. And honestly, the uh, the uh, uh, competition between those two cities oh, goes back, oh, goes it right does, back it to does, pro- yeah. be- before the zigzag railway. Yeah, you're suggest. talking north, yeah, Tasmania, South Tasmania. Exactly. Here. That's that's the sort mm. of uh, bitterness you're talking mm. about here. So hopefully, wise heads uh, will uh, will out there. So we'll, we'll try to stay Keep across that. that. And I noticed, HG, that the Queensland, this has come from Nathan, uh, Queensland's age-old rival with New South Wales is expected to intensify this year with the Strait of Origin and Origin Greyhound series set to be supercharged in 2023. Whoa, what's this this involving? Kapalaba Greyhound Racing Club will once again host the Strait of Origin in an all-new revamped format on Sunday the 18th of June. Right, in the middle of Origin. Yes. The event has received prize money boost from $24,000 to $63,500. That's a step up, isn't it? With the winners of this year's edition collecting $40,000, an increase from $15,000 in 2022. Uh, so there'll be four dogs selected by Racing Queensland and four dogs by Greyhound Racing New South Wales, and that's that's the uh, that's it. Eight dogs. What a great lining idea. up in a straight line. In a straight race. line race, isn't that isn't fantastic? That and would they have a star coming out, maybe Shannon Knoll or somebody like that, to do the entertainment? I have no details. Sing the national actually, anthem no before the details, dogs. No details, but I, I imagine it's going to be big. Yes. Uh, and it looks like Origin greats Terry Hill and Ben Hannant will resume their roles as coaches. Of the four dogs? Of the four dogs. How does that work? I don't know, but I like the sound <laughs> of it. How does that work? I don't know. I have no idea. Terry Hill, obviously, a tremendous, can do anything. Yeah. Can do anything. Well, ben Hannant? Well, dog people know dogs. Yeah, it's true, that's true. You that's know, true. in the old days... It didn't matter. Oh, I don't know about uh, quickening up a dog, but they were pretty easy to slow, slow down. down. <laughs> you know, usually uh, a big juicy T-bone. Well, that'll about, do it. About 15 minutes yeah. before the off would yeah. slow them right down. Yeah. That was an old trick. Mm. <laughs> uh, now, I see this has come from Nick in Preston, Victoria. 
He says Tasmania entering the AFL as the 19th team introduces a bye just as the Dolphins become the NRL's 17th team did. Both are worthy heartland additions to the top tier and there's no question about that. Honest football people. What a great, refreshing approach. It is, isn't it? Honest football people. Honest football people. The the people that enjoy our program, I like to think. (laughs) Decent Aussies with a moral compass that is as straight... Who worry about the ethical obligation. That's it. Uh, But now the calls will come for even more clubs in both leagues to balance out the schedules. Everywhere from Rockhampton to Rockingham, the hyped-up bids are coming in, and that's just from the North Sydney Bears. Yeah. However, rather than rush to further expand, surely the best solution, and I think this idea has merit, although it would have to be massaged. A cross-code fixture every week. One club from each league plays the other in the home team's rules. What a lovely idea. It is a nice idea. That's a terrific idea. We can strike a new trophy uh, with points from these matches counting towards the Bryce Gibbs plate. In honour of Bryce Gibbs, 197 games for West Tigers and Cronulla, and Bryce Bryce Gibbs, 268 games for Carlton and the Adelaide Crows. Isn't that Incredible a idea. Fabulous idea. The Bryce Gibbs Trophy. Yes, finally we could see uh, Orazio Fantasia at dummy half as, New, as North Queensland host Port Adelaide. And the next week, watch Kieran Foran crumb a checkside goal in the forward pocket <laughs> when the Gold Coast Suns host the Gold Coast Titans. That's great. It's a great idea. Oh, it? it's incredible. That is forward looking and yes. involving and, you know. You know, you don't feel as though it would be cheapening either coach. No, it wouldn't cheapen either coach. If anything, it would accelerate interest in both. It would. Junior Polo versus Junior Rioli. Buddy versus the Bromish Brothers. I mean, it's it's all there, isn't Mm. it? Mm. That's a great idea. He says, although the psychopaths at both league headquarters would never go for it. Well, that's true. That's interesting that he thinks that psychopaths are in charge of both rugby league and the AFL. Yes, well, at least they're not sickos. That we know of. (laughs) Now, this has come from Sean. Happy Rugby League, he says. Uh, During one of your recent uh, broadcasts on Rugby League, I was enthralled by your discussion on how to have Rugby League matches played in the United States. Yeah, we've been talking about that for years now. (laughs) And I started to think that there must be a better way than rounding up Rusty Kylie, Hugh Jackman, Mm -hmm. etc., etc., the remaining BG playing Peter Allen tunes, etc., etc. Now, he's found a link... Uh, now, he says, lurking in the dark parts of my memory, I recall that sometime in the mid to late 70s, the Newtown Blue Bags or Jets, I can't recall what manifestation they were at the time, recruited a gridiron player from the United States to play first grade rugby league. I did a bit of digging about and found out that this was Manfred Moore. Can you remember this player? Yes, I do. Uh-huh. Who scored Newtown's first first grade try of the 1977 season. Not only that, he was on debut. Further, Manfred Moore is the first and only person to score a National Football League touchdown in the United States and a first-grade rugby league try in Australia. What a rare double. Isn't that fantastic? Digging about further, I found that Manfred Moore played for the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, Oakland Raiders. And the Oakland Raiders (laughs) relocated to Las Vegas, becoming the Las Vegas Raiders in 2020. Oh, it's all fitting together, isn't it? It is fitting together. Now, do we think uh, this... Sadly, Manfred Moore Moore is no longer with us. Oh, what a blow. I know. He left us a couple of years ago. But there'd be vision. There'd be vision. Of course there would. What a great story. people around Vegas would know him. Yeah, that's right. There'd be stories. Remember the great Manfred Moore? Remember when Manfred Moore came in? Yeah, he went to Australia, yeah, he scored... 
Yes. It writes itself. Yes, it does. What a story for Haim or the Eye of the Storm. Exactly. Now, uh, he's suggesting um, uh, why uh, we restricted this concept of the National Rugby League. Wouldn't it be better just to have a New South Wales Cup match played there? The Americans wouldn't know the difference. They would still see a bunch of big blokes without helmets running into each other. <laughs> Thus, I propose that the Newtown Jets, Manfred Moore's team, play the Western Suburbs Magpies, the team who Manfred scored his try against, uh, and play that game at the uh, Sam Boyd Field where Manfred Moore played all those years ago. I did, I did had no idea of any of this. No. The only thing that while you're talking was Colin mm. Scotts. Is that a name that rings a bell Colin with you? Colin Scotts, he, yes. He played uh, American football. He did. I don't know if he played rugby yeah, league. That's what I was just going to ask. No. Any suggestion that he played rugby I league on his so. way to playing American football? I could be proven wrong, but I don't think so. I I'll have to ask him But if he did, he could be the go-to person. Yes, that's right. That's right. Because there aren't many of them. You know, Manfred Moore. What's well, the first person Colin I've come Scott's across? A lot of distance there. Yeah, I know, but he's the Manfred Moore yeah. connection. Yeah, He's the first person yes. being associated with both codes. That's right. Or both forms of football. Mm. We've had plenty of AFL players go over as well, kickers. They, yeah, kickers. There's quite a lot of them, yeah. relatively speaking. That's right. And, oh, of course, Jared Hayne. Yeah, well. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, I mean, less said the better. That 35 seconds, I magical. Now, this comes from Mick. Uh, he says, Viva Las Vegas, he says, I have been to this stadium, the Sam Boyd Stadium. Uh, I've been there before when I worked as a roadie scaffolder in 1993. Yeah. He says, despite being a bit out of town, it's in a beautiful spot with outstanding desert mountain views and impressive seating arrangements. And I can confirm that the toilets, at least in 1993, were totally rugby league compliant. Isn't that great? He says, I think the man of feathers has chosen well and the players will be very pleased. Uh, well, at, at this stage, we we're a little uncertain. You'll, you'll think they might be going to a LA, LA Giant Stadium. Well, this well is I hope cr- they don't play there because the, the you'd have players diving into a bloody concrete wall. I know. Your problem is the My in-goal problem, area. My problem the in area is less than a metre. Yes, Look, I'm not sure exactly how this is going to... We no. might get to that. Finish your work yeah, and then yeah, we'll come yeah. back to oh, that. Okay, okay. Um, now, this isn't a bad idea, HG. This, is, this comes from Ash. He says, It's quite clear that an occupational necessity to coach in state of origin is to have a commentary role with the highly esteemed Channel 9 family, represented, of course, by the captain in the cab and bucking Billy. How wonderful it would be, for example, that the Fox sports commentary team coach the Blues oh. and the Channel 9 team focus on the Queensland team. What a great idea. It is a great idea. It's a very good idea. Perhaps the radio contingent, ABC Grandstand, the continuous calls team, for example, could assist as trainers and conditioners. Although there's no reason why you couldn't have Andrew Moore and co coach the Blues and have the continuous call team of coach 2GB or wherever they are, yeah. uh, coach, coach the Maroons. And if the Queensland Police v the New South Wales Police yes. were ever put back on the agenda, yes. then they could take on their duties as well. Yeah, Very I think that's right. Mm. And I, I, he's suggesting, or what is implied here, that the, that the people should vote for the teams. Why leave it to bloody Freddie and Billy? Okay, 
This is tried in some places. I think the yes. last time I heard this tried was when a team was failing in the in the English football competition. Yeah. And this is obviously the world game. And a community brought it over or took it over. Yes. In which people could vote for who should play. Right. I'm not sure how they got on. Right. In other words, they're... Right. It's you'd need to get a mass of votes for each player. Well, you would. Yeah. What, but but what do you surely An- A- Andrew could do this his program, couldn't he? A- Andrew have, could with his program. Have people it, select their Maroons and their Blues team. And are you taking it nationwide? Take it nationwide. Because Andrew, people can hear Andrew's call on their yes, that's apps right. and all that sort of, of course stuff. They they can. They go. Yes. Mm, okay. Yes. I'd like to see it tried. I think it's I an would excellent. too. And fan engagement, is that what we're talking about here? You, we are talking fan engagement, yeah. yes, because so, you, you know what Freddie's going to do. Yeah, well, you Freddie's going to be loyal. <laughs> loyal. To the people who lost last year. Yes. I know. We're His first pick is going to be Teddy at fullback. And honestly, Teddy doesn't want to play. No. He knows his no. form is busted ass yeah. at the moment. Yeah. I mean, it is. Yeah. You can't varnish that. And and expecting him to perform at the very very highest level when he's low on, I just think it's it's not fair on Freddie. But do you get weird things like let's play the Bromwich not Brothers? Teddy, I should say it's not fair on Teddy or Freddie. No, do, do, do you get weird things though? The Bromwich Brothers as props. Well, you might get that, yeah. But who cares? Who cares? The people have the spoken. The people have spoken, and the people bloody well know. <laughs> now this has come by way of Chris. Uh, now, he's looking at a way of promoting the game of rugby league, as she Well, who is it? Well, of course. What he's suggesting is that every train, tram, taxi and bus in Australia should have televisions installed at each end of the carriages or front of bus or cab that are 24 hours a day playing classic NRL matches on them. Just think a little bit of funding from the federal government uh, would go into this, Uh, but it would also uh, encourage people on public transport to get off whenever the bus or cab pulls up near a rugby league stadium. What an excellent idea. It is a good idea. Would you be told, and now we're approaching, say, um, Four Pines Park or whatever it's called? Sure, that would be very easy to organise. No, it would. That's Very easy to organise. Just finally, actually, this has come from Brian... He says, as a, a rugby league fan and an avid shark supporter living in Tasmania. Oh, now that's interesting. That's interesting. I use your show as my main source of everything regarding the greatest game of all, as it really gets to the sporting section of the news here due to this being an Aussie rules-dominated state. Fair yeah, enough. Well, it's going to change. So much so that when I wear a Sharks or New South Wales jersey out to the shops, people stare, wondering what this foreign-looking article of clothing yeah, is. Fair and that'd be right. Fair enough. Yeah, Where, where's that from, mate? Yeah. Um, now, with the new stadium in Hobart being given the federal government's blessing by a thick wad of cash, could the NRL use this as an opportunity to push its way into the state? Well, obviously, we've been calling for we this have. for years. With a new stadium being built with the taxpayer dollar, surely there's some responsibility of the government to see it used all the time. This yeah, is our o- point. Ethical obligation. The ethical obligation. Uh, so, uh, when there isn't an AFL game on, how about some rugby league? Let's see a mainland team make Hobart its second home, as the Hawthorne Hawks have done by playing yes. some of their home games in mm. Launceston. Mm. Mm. Let's even see a state of origin game here. Surely if Adelaide can have one, so can Hobart. No, I agree with all I of this. I have no all disagreement this. with and that. And I don't know why Volandis is bothering to catch planes across the Pacific when yes. he's... 
cross Bass Strait yes. is the golden, you know, yes. the golden land. Yes. The promised land. Yes. Rugby league. I don't think they ha- would have to wait until the new stadiums they built could because start they've got a couple of stadiums down oh, there already that, that wouldn't be hard to make them rugby league compliant at all. No, that's true. That's true. No, I agree with you. And this. the people of Hobart would love it and would. would appreciate the rugby league getting involved saying, your stadiums are great, we don't need a new one. <laughs> Mind you, if you build it, we'll still come. Yeah, no, perfectly summed up. I think that's excellent. And, in fact, you could see a competition, obviously, it would be at a low check. Maybe yes. they have to go to Harold Matthews first oh, or yes. one of the lesser comps. Yes. I don't mean that in a... The wrong way. Well, send a couple of flag games. Flag game, yeah. So they get a taste for it, yeah. and then play. New South Wales Cup. Why not? Oh, New South Wales Cup, and they, their fifth team or whatever it is. I don't know how many they've got. Fifteen. Their sixteenth team yeah. is from Launceston or whatever it's going to sure. be. Sure. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Want a bank that understands your needs, the needs of a rugby league supporter? Clemmer Bank ATMs are now located wherever you see a black dot across Australia. For the dot closest to you, see bludging on the blind side. Look, the the um, Feathers and Abdo have been there and yes. uh, sort of cited the... Oh, they love what they saw. Exactly. They love what they saw. I think they, their choice is... Alley Giant Stadium. It's a 65,000-seat stadium. Yeah. Uh, believes rugby league is up to the challenge of packing it out. Mm. I understand the thinking is that only a couple of thousand Australians will go. I, mm. I find that hard to imagine the number being that small. Yeah. I said if you said to Australian rugby league fans, we've got to find, say, 60,000 people, Manly, Rabbits, mm. let's say uh, Easts and uh, Parramatta go, yeah. supporting those teams, I think, you, I think you'd be knocked over in the rush. You would. Now, you would. Uh, the Peter I mean, thousands of Australians are going to go. Th- thousands. And thousands. they're going to have friends in who Los Angeles who want to go. go as well. Yes. 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 So, fact-finding mission, uh, feasibility of staging the NRL doubleheader in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Their trip included a series of meetings with heavy hitters in the US sports markets, uh, as well as a guided tour of Valley Giant Stadium, the home of the NA, well, the Las Vegas Raiders. Mm. Now, uh, obviously, this has been rehearsed. The NRL's proposal is for four teams, two competition, obviously, premiership points, plus, plus an entertainment blitz that includes other Australian stars and sporting events. Now, gee, we, I didn't so, know this. No, I know this is a big addition. Wow, they we're w- taking a few greyhounds over. That could work, you know. I, I was, Something to bet on. Yeah. UFC. Yes. Our UFC, when we've got a centre of excellence going here, people would love to see Australians punching each other's lights out. Sure. Now, when it comes to stars, mm-hmm. now, I just hope air supply is still around. Oh, yeah. Because people know People would it. remember yeah. air supply. Loving other bruises. Oh, yes. I know. I mean, you tears, tears, mm, tears. That's right. How about the Little River Band? Yes. There's an oldie but a goodie. Yes. And they, they were big in the States. Huge. Uh, I think. Um, men, at, men at work. Men at work. Yes. Yeah. And I think uh, Little River Band, you mm. know, Curiosity Killed the Cat yes. was one of theirs. Yes. It's just incredible. Mm. And then you can go left field a bit. You could get Tina Arena, yes. who's very international they these wouldn't days. Know, they know her in France. Yes, they that's true. They love her in France. Yes. But and, I'm, I'm not so sure about her. 
And could Barry put together a BG's tribute show? Do you think? I mean, I know it's a big ask. Well, I think he does a B- BG's oh, tribute he? show. I think oh, okay. so. Well, yeah, that's with, available with uh, you know, Morris and Robin on the screen behind him, and that's what. Oh, yes, I think so. Well, they're very Vegas, very Vegas, very Vegas. Yes, yes. to love somebody, you'd call it. Yes, you know, easily. Yes, isn't that amazing? Okay, mm. well, we're starting to shape up if we need extra entertainment. Yeah. Now, apparently, a crowd of nineteen thousand witnessed the England New Zealand. Uh, match in uh, the Mile High Stadium, and uh, the boss is very confident the mooted new venture will set an American record for rugby league. Whoa! The ma- it's a, he says this is Abdu says it's a magnificent stadium yes. built with all the latest technology to really maximise the fan experience. There's not a single bad seat in the house, and it's got wonderful opportunities to engage fans right down to the field level. I dispute this. I reckon Australian stadium. If you want to meet rugby league players, go to an Australian stadium. You see, like. Combank Stadium or, you know, Four Points Park or the, the new one that the Roosters reckons theirs, yeah. you can touch the players all the time almost. Yeah, almost. It's incredible, it incredible is. closeness. It it it's got a number of unique innovations I've not seen before. And I'm thinking, wow, I'm sitting up. Sadly, he doesn't go on to describe them. I've got no idea what these unique innovations would be. Gee, I suppose you know, there'd be screens, wouldn't they? Well, we've got screens here. Well, I know. I know, but they might have an individual screen on the back of the seat in front of you or something. Ah, and a toilet in your seat? And a toilet in your seat. Maybe. Yeah, that'd be something he hadn't seen before. Yeah. Um, but well, I'd love to know. That doubles as a B day. Yeah, obviously, you know, if you have to if you water have, the yeah, sure. tools. Yeah. <laughs> if you dirty yourself, you can clean up pretty efficiently, yes. <laughs> it's incredible, exciting showcasing our game in the stadium because it will be a magnificent experience for everyone, the players and the fans. Mm. It's indoors and they have a real atmosphere and intensity. Right. Then, of course, the promotion. He doesn't talk about the in-goal area, though, does he? No, he doesn't. And I take your point is their mm. in-goal area comes in front of their uprights yeah. in NFL. I think that's right. Yes. People who are listening to this will know. Yes. So as you see them ground the ball well in front of yeah. where well, they – Well, they don't even have to ground it. They're just no, going to walk over yeah, the bloody line. There's no grounding issues. <coughs> I'm using that in the sure. largest sense. Yeah. Um, what, what do you think about this? Is this really going to happen? Oh yes, it's it's going to happen. But uh, but the players are going to have to tailor their game to suit the suit the I occasion. Know. They're going to have to slide in. They're going to have to slide in. Probably They're going the... to have to start their slide about fifteen meters out from the goal line. Well, you know that try that Dylan Brown got last he, night. You he wouldn't have hope. No, never hope. Well, he would have killed himself he... bashing into the concrete wall or drilled a hole through the concrete yes. with his head. That's right. I don't oh, know we either. don't. We don't know. You look what happened to Reynolds. I know. Same sort of circumstance, and there was no brick wall there. <laughs> There's a new noise in rugby league cheese this season. Try the creamy Tamalolo Brie or the fruity Cronk Gorgonzola from the master Melbourne cheesemaker Jesse Bromwich. Details at your nearest league cheddar outlet on Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, Roy, we apparently are confusing two players. Yes, uh, Colin Scott is not Colin Scott's. Yeah. This is... Now, I'd... now there's no evidence that Colin Scott's, the play... NFL player, the NFL player played rugby league. Okay, fair enough. So right that's right. a an honest you... mistake that people can make. Uh, someone suggesting HG uh, with the hogs for the homeless have been mentioned in regards Las Vegas. Could they travel there 
perhaps uh, a few weeks early in advance just to get people talking. That's an excellent idea. And I've got to be honest here is the Harley is an American bike. Obviously, everybody knows that. But wouldn't it be great if our hogs for the homeless get off the plane? Mm -hmm. Obviously, they might have to rent bikes there. So we own them or borrow them and then drive out to Las Vegas on the hogs, detouring through some of the more picturesque parts of Nevada. Indeed. Uh, doing a bit of good work along oh, the way. Oh, you know, I'd love to see them relay the Reno Oval. Sure. Which has been crying out for a bit of upkeep. Yep, yep. Now. Yep, no, yep. not a silly idea. And it, uh, someone suggesting human nature might have some. Oh, human nature would be great. Would have they some They might presence. have a show. Yes. They probably have a show in Las Vegas. Yeah. I think they do. They, that uh, And great uh, singers who come Wonder, up. The world's best. You wouldn't well, find no, better, better exactly singers. Right. That's exactly right. No wonder they're lost to the world because they are the world's best. They are best. the world's best, yes. <laughs> well, it wouldn't hurt the rugby league to approach them. Just during their show, they're probably doing two or three shows a night, I'd suggest, in Las Vegas. To mention rugby league. Wow. Mention rugby league. Mention that rugby league's coming, coming. and maybe do a song with a bit of video... Of oh. rugby league behind them, they they they'd have a song. Could you, that could you think they could maybe do simply the best? Simply the best, thank you. Now, what I find interesting is that where we've got to start remembering is that Abdo suggests only two thousand Australians are going. We've got to fill this joint up at sixty five thousand. Yeah. Where are the other sixty three thousand going to come from? Never mind the fact that we think that two thousand is way under mm. the sixty three thousand. We've got to aim to fill up that sixty. So we've got to queue out the front yeah. of people clamouring to get in. That's right. That's now, right. That's right. Well, I'm wondering in each of the casinos, HG, whether there couldn't be some sort of publicity like uh, rules of rugby league beside every poker machine, something like that, give people something to look at and start them talking. Or take a spin with Freddie. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, Tonight, Mm -hmm. special guest from Australia. Yes. Freddie Fittler. What's Freddie going to do? Oh, good day, everyone. I, I I play rugby league. I used to. Yeah, I coached rugby league. I was league. pretty good. Yeah, now I'm right. the blues coach. Yeah, are you? Yeah, come on down <laughs> to the roulette wheel and we'll have a spin. Yeah, win 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 win. Hmm. Okay. Now, or give uh, patrons that you know it would only cost a few million to give people <laughs> give people five chips. or ten dollars worth of chips, rugby league chips. Wow. That's your breakthrough we're thinking about. Right. We're thinking about. So you get your rugby league chips plus a ticket to the game. Yeah. 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 And you have fit players handing these out as people come into the... Yes. Yeah, what am I getting this for? Oh, yeah. well, it's rugby league. It's, it's coming. rugby it's league, yeah. You might like it. And that's where you have Colin Scotts or... Oh, human nature. Human nature. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Handing out the chips, saying, here's your ticket, here's your chips. Good luck. See you at the game. Perfect. Now, one thing that might need explaining is the sin bin. Oh, yes. Now, this should get Well, they're tricky. very religious folk in America. They might take umbrage of that. They, they don't like sinners. <laughs> now, we have to explain that the sin bin... Doesn't mean church. Doesn't mean you're in a state of sin. No. It it's just a, means you've transgressed a rugby, re, rugby league, league law, not, which is not necessarily anything to do with the Ten Commandments law. or... Yeah, anything no, no, anything yeah, from the but New I'm Testament. I'm pre- pretty yeah. sure that Russell and Hugh, who are the obviously the point people on publicity, mm. they'll explain that to Colbert and so on. They, yes. You know, or, you know, uh, keep, keep forgetting what the shows are they'll be going on. Sure. Like, um, you know, Carlson Tucker or whoever it is yeah. talking about this thing. Yeah. Um, now, yeah. one thing that worries me is. But we can't, I don't think we can call it Sinbin. We'd have to call it something else. 
Sit out zone. Sit out zone. Thank you. Much better. <laughs> Much better. Now. Because we don't want the religious right. Oh, picketing this. Picketing this. Now, hang on. Wait a minute. Because they're going to say, well, they're going to send men. They must have sinners. We don't want sinners here. See, we don't need that. So you're right. If it's something neutral. Mm. In the sit-out zone, a.k.a. the sin bin. Yeah. Now, Joey, who had, did tremendous, you know, really heavy lifting this week for rugby league with mm. his brother. Oh, yes. Now, the sin bins, this is his column, the sin bins have gone too far. I don't know how we got into this mess, but it's time the NRL to pull back on sitting players down for every minor infraction. Now, this is, everybody's noticed this. Yes. It's as if they've got a quota system or something. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Now, I watched the Storm Broncos game last week. This is obviously not the recent one, but the last weekend. Yeah. And can't help but think how different it would have been uh, if we hadn't had those sin bins for Herbie Farnworth for professional foul and Pat Garrigan for what was claimed to be a hip drop tackle, which bemused uh, everybody. The Storm scored two tries while they were in the sin bin. That's right. On top of that, we had Tom Flegler and Aaron Penney sent to the sin bin sit-out zone, in the final minutes for more than nothing than a push and shove. Seriously, says Joey. NRL admitted the Carrigan shouldn't have been sent to the bin and the adjudications around the accidental hip drop have gone too far. We're about to start Origin Series. Can you imagine if that ruling like that determines Origin? Yeah. Then there was Jaden Sullivan being sin bin for the Dragons against the Cowboys who scored three tries while he was on the sideline. I wasn't even sure it was a penalty, let alone a sin bin. As I've said before, get the bunker out of it. Let referees and the two touchies and the dogs make on-field calls. It's just going on too long. Now, mm, yeah. is there, am I right in thinking in the match the Thursday night that there was an incident that the – Went to the to the bunker, and yeah. the bunker ruled one way, yeah. and the referee told him to have a look at have it again. Have a second look at it. Doesn't yeah. look right to me, I think he said. And overruled the And overruled themselves. The, the bunker, yeah. Yeah. Where's this going to stop? Oh, look, I don't know. I don't know. But you know and I know that if you slow something down enough, you'll find an a error. Mistake. You'll find yeah. a mistake. I, I, I think we've just got to... Well, Sure, use the bunker, but they've got to look at things in real time. Yeah. Look at it in real time. Don't slow down. Don't slow it down because that's where you get error. Now, are we, are we, well, I, I agree with Freddie, uh, sorry, uh, but, uh, but I think comments. on the other hand, professional fouls, you, you should be sinned. If it's a professional foul. Joey's comment is that too many matches are decided. Yes. When players are off the ground well, they are. with sin bins. They are. So and they're running right. a lot of tries. Yes. yes, that's true. That's yeah. an accurate observation. Well, it is an accurate <clears throat> op- uh, observation, but it comes down to coaches telling their players, don't get sin binned. Yeah. Don't do professional fouls. Don't do a hip drop. Is okay. it as simple as that or, or am I just being too simplistic well, here? Well, the one thing that I would worry about would be the hip drop yes. tackle and the sin bin needs to be looked at. Yes. I mean, we seem to be unable to, as a collective yes. sport, unable to determine what's a hip drop and what's not a hip drop. Well, that's right. Well, if both feet are off the ground, it's going to be a hip drop. Especially if you're the third man in. Mm. Generally speaking, it's the third man in that's the issue. Do we need a third man in rule? No third man in. I reckon that's probably a clearer way to deal with I it. I think so. Was that ever a, no. considered? No. 
No, it's never been talked about by anyone. See, you try and raise it with Abdo. You try and raise it with anyone. You try and raise it with a touchy. Yeah. They just go quiet. I know. Because I shout at them. You know, what about something? What about third man in? Get rid of third man in. They ignore me. Footy heads, it's on again. The Aussie Invader Tour of Rugby League venues led by Wombat Warren Negus. 294 venues in seven days, including Watsford Oval, AMI Stadium, Wynn, the birthplace Birchgrove, and finishing up at PointsBet. Details and departure dates at Bludging on the Blind Side. Bludging on the Blind Side. Any, Ma- any yeah, Michael from that? Sandringham, she's suggesting, is there any evidence that Donald Trump is a fan of rugby league? He'd get 63,000 MAGA fans there in a heartbeat, he reckons. There's probably some truth to that. And I no. have no evidence one way or the other. No. I'd suggest he's probably never heard of it. She's golf, says go. Is oh, that's true. I mean, he might be a live starter. Yeah, he, oh, look, I think he does like live because I think uh, live has been played at uh, several of his uh, courses. Golf courses. Yes. Yes, yes. I'm not saying he couldn't. So be. maybe if we went through Adam Scott or the Shark, well, the Shark certainly he, uh, has mad contact. about uh, Trumpy. Yeah, yeah. That, because I, mean, I think that's... the Prime Minister at the time, Malcolm Turnbull, had to get. Uh, the Correct. then president's number from, from the shark. shark. Now, mm. wouldn't it be great if at a couple of MAGA rallies or MAGA rallies, I'm not sure which is the correct pronunciation, mm-hmm. MAGA rallies, yes. that Trump came out and said, by the way, have you heard Las Vegas, Rugby League, Australian, no pads, no helmets, yes. get along. Yes. Now, he could extemporise because he's a very good uh, improviser around that as a basic oh, thing. he certainly could. And it would only take, uh, you'd only have to, look, if the Rugby League reached out with maybe 10 or $15 million, He'd do it. <laughs> He'd do no, it. No, no, I'm sure he would. He would. And I think and if you if we put it up to say twenty five million, he'd probably turn up at the game. Correct. Correct. And maybe introduce both teams. And introduce both teams. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The Manly Warringah Sea Eagles. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Love the colour. <laughs> <laughs> now. Uh, one disappointing aspect of rugby league this week, and let's face it, it's been a wonderful week for rugby league, and oh. it always is, is the collapse of the World Cup. Yes. Uh, France withdrew from hosting the World Cup after failing to guarantee the French government that it would not run at a financial loss. Well, that's what they're saying, but we know it's to do with the cost of security. Now, this difficult decision has taken... Uh, so as not to threaten the robustness of major international sporting event models that France now wishes to promote. Mm-hmm. Now, given that England hosted the most recent World Cup, Australia and or New Zealand appeared to be the likeliest destination for the besieged tournament, having last hosted it together with Papua New Guinea. Now, uh, it was last here in Australia in 2008. I think Papua New Guinea could do it standalone now. They could. I think they've got enough As experience. could uh, Samoa so, or oh, Tonga. Well, your Pacifica World Cup. That yep. would be great. Yep. That yep. would be something very, very special. Um, I said in my introductory comments a couple of hours ago that I thought Vegas, after a taste, would be clamouring for more. Yes. But do you believe that it wouldn't pay for itself? And in Vegas? The, sorry, the, just the generally in France, Royal Cup. in France. Oh, of course it would pay for itself. Yeah. Of course it would. Mm. People would be desperate People would be queuing yeah. up. Lebanon. I mean, people love going to... Namibia. Uh, people love going to, to Paris and France just for holidays Without there any being, being any rugby league on. Can you imagine? 
what it'd be like if they knew rugby league was on as well. Indeed. I mean, indeed, it's it's, it's a, beggars belief. This excuse coming out of the, uh, the 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 French rugby league. Can I come to a bigger issue? <clears throat> I think we're on a knife edge here of something where a fundamental change is happening in Australian sport, in world sport. And that is that governments now will get involved in promoting, acting as a promoter for events. Now, you can do this two ways. You can look at what Western Australia has done with Coldplay. Now, I've got to be honest here. Is I, I don't give a fig about Coldplay. Yeah, I'm not no, going to go. No. People like Coldplay. Some do, yeah. And, that's right. And would love to see Coldplay at the new Oval there. So what Western Australia have done is they've made an arrangement with Coldplay that they'll come and play two concerts there and nowhere else in Australia, thus hoovering up all the Coldplay support to travel to WA to see them. Right. Tourism. How many many people, how many shows they're doing, HG? Two. 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 Uh, And it's, what, a 40,000-seater? Oh, easily. Easily. Way more than that. 50? Yeah, I think it's up to 65. I could be wrong about that. okay. And they think that 60,000 people, Australians largely, are going to go to Perth to watch Coldplay. So it'd be 120,000 people. In two nights. In two nights. And, I mean, I'm not sure how many are going to travel. Well, there'd be some locals too. There would. They're obviously talked to the – they would have done the research, found out which band can do that. The kicker is Coldplay can't play anywhere else in Australia. Oh! They can't go to Melbourne. They can't go to Sydney. They can only play. And there's probably a time limit on when they go, et cetera. And this is a caveat in the contract with the West Australian government. As I understand it. So what happens here is, is that's one way. The other way is to look at the kerfuffle, especially Cricket Australia have got into, concerning their valuable properties. Say the Boxing Day Test. Boxing Day Test. But then it ricochets all over the place. All of a sudden, India v Pakistan in a test match is thought of as a valuable property that could be hawked around Australia. The Rugby League Grand Final, the AFL Grand Final and so on. These things all of a sudden become way more valuable than they used to be. Apropos of your comments concerning the Minns government in New South Wales funding the UFC to a tune of $50 million. Yes. Is Uh, it 50 now? Well, let's say it is. That would be about right, I guess, if they're going to build a dedicated stadium. They would have to spend 50. At least. Uh, You see, you've got to understand that in, I think, what's the number in... Hobart for a 23,000 seater, a 750, boutique? 750,000. Yeah. 750 million. Yeah. 750 million, yes. Yeah, for a boutique yeah. stadium, you yeah. know. That's right. So 50 million, you'd be lucky to get a galvanised well, well, it shed. might get your cage built. Yeah, and a double garage to go around it. Yeah. Or to store it in. Mm. Now, you can see where this is going to change everything as we understand it. State of origin. I think the first state of origin match is in Adelaide. And people rave about how this they Adelaide do. Oval has changed the city. Yeah. But when you go but, there... But you're suggesting this could go global and, uh, you know, the highest bidder is going to win. So that what if Las Vegas put their hand up and say, well, we want the three state of origins? Unfortunately. Unfortunately, the, the rugby league would say yes. Yes, that's right. That's right. Wouldn't they? That's right. So as if rugby league takes off in that way... Yes, then and, and it may well... I mean, if they get the MAGA support, they, they could go rugby league crazy, <laughs> couldn't they? They could. Well, you see, I'm not. And if there's, you know, you know, I'm... if there's no sin bin and it all seems you know, harmless yeah. hijinks, and yeah. you know, oh, they're sorry. all decent people who yeah. Christian values and all of that, and patriots, and patriots, and, all yeah. of them. Oh yes, yeah. and don't mind a gun. Sure, big shooting, <laughs> secondary sport. Yeah. Have a weekend in Vegas, sure. go to the game and shoot a few pigs. That's right. Now, I now, love rugby league. They're just like me. 
I mean, it might work. I, but can I come to the can can I come to the reverse way of looking at this too? Is the live is owned by a nation? Ostensibly, yes. Ostensibly, yes. With Saudi Arabia, yes. CEO Shark in charge. That's right. Who's the beard? That's right, the beard. Mm. Now, then you get all over the place. So they flog it off as an event to Adelaide. Adelaide think, oh, this would be great. We'll get people drunk on a golf course, harmless. Well, the Melanesian government, I think, put their hands up to to put money into it. They did. They did. They did. So now when it comes to... India v Pakistan, yep. it's irresistible for somebody like who's running the ethical obligation at the MCG to say, we should have that because we yes. know we're going to fill it up. We did that once in the T20 Cup. It was That's the best right. match ever seen, etc. That's, right. That's right. So it just distorts it does. any sort of old yeah. style. Well, it makes it difficult for your, for your ordinary promoters. It does. Doesn't it? It does extremely Because they're difficult. competing with state governments. That's right. That's my point. That is my and point. And that's unfair. It's an unfair fight, isn't it? Well, state governments have never thought of destinations in that way before. No. They might have thought of destinations that way. They had no way of... In, well, no ag- legal way of uh, or fooling, the, fooling the masses into thinking this was a, a wise use of taxpayer money. Well, that's the difficulty. Are we all going to go broke? Well, that's what it, that's what it appears. If, if you look at the Tasmanian bloody stadium as a model, how many years is it going to be before that... Pays for itself. Pays for itself. Well, never. It's never going to pay for itself. And on that sobering point, to give you something to think about, it's time to pack up the bludge. Remember, of course, it's all available on podcast in a couple of hours' time. And uh, you can get that, you know, ABC apps, chase it down for yourself if you missed it, or you want to get two hours of your life back. We'll be back with more. uh, Same time, same place next week. Bye now. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.